Hey everyone, Drew here, and today we have a very fun episode for you. We decided to take the show out of the studio and into the great outdoors. So without further delay, this is Nothing to Say with Josh and Drew, Hiking Edition. brand new edition <laughs> this is a uh, brand new invent it's a is it an event well, no it's a it's a brand new experience yeah this we is, are this walking. is a new, a new kind of podcast really yeah well it's not it's not new i got the idea from listening to the joe rogan podcast did they do he that? went on a hike really with ari shafir and they talked about stuff and it was cool so we're gonna walk through the suburbs yeah of nashville and uh yeah it's a nice day we got it oh yeah we should probably mention why we're doing this yeah. and how we're doing this. Oh, uh, yeah. So a couple of weeks ago, or a few months ago, actually, uh, I saw a uh, contest, a podcast yeah. contest, and I submitted uh, a, se- a segment of episode three, which I thought was pretty good. Yeah. And it was for the uh, road, the company road. They had a competition and, you know, the prizes were really nice. But what happened is for the first like 100 to 200 entries, mm-hmm. everyone received a free like gift, and uh, that gift was the Rode interview kit that comes with two lav mics and a little interface. For lav for lavalier. Lavalier and French for on your shirt. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and so we got we got a free one. It's like a retails for like $200, which is pretty cool. It's way overpriced, Rode. So. Way overpriced for what it is, definitely. But I guess maybe maybe the mics are, are pretty good. I don't know. Maybe I, it's... I highly doubt it, but we're going to... Oh, we're going to see how they sound with wind. Well, what, they have little little wind protectors on them. Well, we're going to hear some whooshing. Yeah. So anyway, so that's what we're doing it. And then we're like, you know what? Might as well take this on the road since we're not going to be doing like really interviews. I mean, I guess if we uh, do video in the future, maybe we might yeah. find use for them, but... But yeah, so we're gonna go for a little a little hike today. So you're gonna hear some nice, pretty nature now. Yeah. Into the suburbs. We're gonna go into the trail here. So uh, okay, so back to the uh, podcast at hand. So so thanks, Road, for sending this to us. Yeah. We hope it sounds good. Um, I'm actually using GarageBand on my phone, and we're just gonna move on along. Okay, so I, I, we're gonna try to keep to our traditional format, but we're gonna um, deviate from it since I don't want to be on my phone. I just want to walk around and be. Yeah, here. just have a have yeah. a conversation. Today's yeah. today's episode is really just just having a conversation. Brought to you by Conversation Street. On That's right. A really good show on Amazon. Yeah. So I was reading that. Uh, well, I I read something about Match.com and and mm-hmm. just how like they they built all that. And I know that you know I'm I'm a part of the online dating process. And yeah, and and, and you know, I'm not. You're not because you're married. I'm married, but but and, I I think I have a unique experience because I'm I'm a technically a millennial, but I've never actually needed to online date that's true that's which, true which is which is so weird. i don't know go got, it got me thinking yeah. got me thinking about about love love and, and the world you know like love and the world so, all right this is going to be one of those yes all right to, the, and, to uh, the two listeners we got yeah. listen closely exactly and you got to think how when when they created match.com mm-hmm. they the whole idea was was not Using look at this blue bug. It's like yeah, blue or green. It's blue. It's, it's really pretty bug. Yeah, it looks like a plastic piece of something. But go yeah. ahead. So they, 
the name of the game for Match.com is is data. You know, mm -hmm. using instead of using you know traditional methods, they wanted to use the new currency of the new age, which is data. Mm -hmm. And and that's really what like most people are doing nowadays. I think anyone that's single, yeah, I think the minority is is going out and meeting new people on their own. I think everyone's using these these tools, you know. And I don't know. I mean, I think. I don't know if it's a good, bad, good or bad thing. You know, I don't know if it's if it's the right way to do things or if it's if it's the unnatural way means of doing things. Uh, well, you know what you say that it's you, you said that it's the minority of people doing it out of the internet. Yeah, I'd like to say that most minorities aren't using these dating apps. So I feel like you, I don't know, but I feel like dating apps are more for white people. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I, I've only really seen well mainly because. Drew is, is really kind to some of the people that he matches with and shares them with us. Yes. Um, because some of them are unfortunately... Well, hold on. Not, not, not people that I match with. These are just some that's people right, that I right, come that's across. Right, that's, that's right. That's right. That's right. Let's be very clear here. Yes, yes. Some of the people that come across his phone that he swipes in the direction that rejects them are, are unfortunate, you know... They got a bad draw, okay? Yeah. They're struggling with in the, in the look. I bet they're great people, but they're just not lookers that's true and many of them are white but that may be because you are and that's i don't know maybe like the algorithm like is that is that is well, that no, actually I, part of first, signing up do first you, of do, all do i don't put your race uh there are there are some that let you filter by race absolutely okay uh, and there are some that that don't like so the tinder you can't filter by race on bumble you can't filter by race mm. um but on the Let's say the older, more like computer-based ones, you know, like OkCupid or mm -hmm. Plenty of Fish, like those ones. Plenty you can... of Fish isn't isn't on your phone. Well, no, they have apps. They have apps, but I don't I don't use them. Mm -hmm. But those were like traditional. Those were first on the web. Got it. Before they were Got on it. the phone. So you... those ones you can filter by race. Yeah, because they use Alta Vista. Yeah. Alta Vista, the racist search engine. Yeah. So go ahead. So I don't know. I, I just I think that. In a way, I think using data to find love, I think that is a good idea in theory. Mm -hmm. Now, in practice, I don't know if it ends up... I feel like you end up still having the same problems regardless of whether you are using... You know, whether you find a technically good partner. You know, yeah. like a checks all these boxes partner, yeah. you know? Versus someone that you have really no idea about, you just think they're pretty, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. But then, you know, the other way. But the thing is, again, like for all of human history, yeah, <laughs> people have just been sort of meeting people that are around them, and and that seemed to have worked out this far. Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, I think that doing it with as much data as you possibly can is really the right way to do it. Just because your parents didn't have it doesn't mean that they wouldn't have used it i feel that's true um it in theory could eliminate like could reduce the divorce rate so i don't know like maybe there's a there are updated divorce rate stats after 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 internet dating comes out that's a really good point and uh because as it's you know repeated over and over and over again divorce rates have gone up steadily so I'd like to see what, you know, the, the use of data for people to meet people, what that's done to those divorce rates. Maybe they've gone down. 
maybe people can just read a, a, a bio and, and just know from that, you know, I'm not interested in this person anymore. I don't know. I got lucky, I guess. Um, but, you know, it only takes one divorce to count in that divorce statistic. Well, in, in a way, you're actually almost like the last generation, sort of, like, that didn't have access, you know, because there weren't, there wasn't a huge smartphone market. Yeah. You know, oh, smartphones no, weren't what they are now yeah, back when we were in college. So, yeah. so in a way, like you were, you're like on the last leg of the meeting someone in college. I mean, obviously people are still going to meet people in college, well, you know. Well, but like we were, well, you were in a relationship through most of school, right? Yeah. Okay. So that was, see, I think about that now. I can't imagine being, you know, on a dating app. What's going on over there? I cannot imagine being on a dating app and being in college at the same time. Like, I feel like without a dating app, finding someone to spend time with was really easy. Without a dating app, it was yeah, easy to it find someone? Yeah, it, it, it was easy to find someone to just hang out with, spend the afternoon with or whatever. Sure. Um, I, can't, I can't imagine what a dating app would do to that. It, it would just be, just turn it on and let the conversation begin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So if, if we have any listeners that are in college and use a dating app, tell us what it's like. Is it harder? Is it easier? Yeah. What do you, do you think? Do you think it's better or worse that we have dating apps now? Do you think it's better for humankind, worse for humankind? I guess only time will tell. So uh, another thing, Josh and I have had this conversation before. Josh has been a preacher of this idea for a while. And of course, most people would uh, turn, his, turn, his, turn their noses at him for even saying such ridiculous things. But as we are out in nature, we are appreciating nature, we're appreciating the greenery. Yeah, it's great. And, you know, we need to protect the environment. And one of the ways that we have done that, historically, for many years now, is recycling. That's bullshit. <laughs> Recycling's a scam. Josh has been saying recycling is a scam. And, of course, we would all just, just laugh at him. But who's getting the last laugh now? China. China. Always. <laughs> they have soy sauce and last laughs. I've been I've been reading several articles now that have been supporting Josh's claims, and I do find them interesting. And it is also uh, it's sad to see if you are a if you are someone that that likes to recycle, mm -hmm. you know. Well, what what do you know about it? Probably very little. You just assume that you just put it in the bag, you send it out. And then it just turns into something good. Well, wait, wait. There's a step in there that you're forgetting. You use something yeah. that you paid for. You put it into a separate bin that you're also paying for. Yep. And then someone takes it, does something with it, and then they make something that you're in turn paying for again. So go ahead. It's so, a scam. So yeah, as I've been, I've been reading that one issue that America's having right now is that for a while, China has been buying a lot of our plastic and paper. Mm -hmm. And then they have been, because like their demand for those types of materials, those raw materials, yeah. has been so great that their own suppliers can't, can't keep up with the demand of, of like new materials you know, yeah. for making new plastic. So they've been taking our recycling. Our junk plastic. And unfortunately now, that's not the case anymore. China has been taking less and less of it, which means now all of a lot of our recycling is ended up just in 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 uh, landfills. Landfills. Thank you. 
I, I've been saying, well, I didn't know the economics of it. I was just pretty sure that there was little to no incentive to use recycled plastic, especially, and then my little bit of economics of recycling came into play when I started doing research on a countertop or research, like just research on my house. And everything that had the word recycled on it was at least a third more than the its non-recycled counterpart, like like glass, for example. Yeah. Recycled glass is insanely expensive to get as a countertop because you have to break up the glass, and then I guess they use some like epoxy to bind it all together, or maybe they melt it down, but they have to purify it. the The amount of energy that goes into recycling things is super inefficient. And it's just a bad idea if you really care about doing good. Maybe you should stop using things that are disposable. Like I, I understand that it may be recyclable, but why not use a stainless steel container? Right. Why not? I don't know what else is recyclable. Uh, well, glass, plastics, papers. Paper, useless. We should just get rid of paper. Well, paper, paper can biodegrade. So, like, in a way that it's recyclable yeah. in its own right. Like, if you just left it out, it would eventually decompose. Yeah, but that's... Back yeah, okay, yeah. Plastic but that's, is... But that's compostable. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's compostable. But one another thing that I didn't... I never knew, I never thought about, but mm -hmm. it is 100% true, is that if your recycled material yeah. is still, like, covered in, like, food, mm -hmm. if it's not clean... Oh, yeah, man. Then you then just taint all the stuff. You taint the entire thing. Yeah, did you not know that? No, I never knew that. I, oh did, I never gosh. knew that at, at first. And when... So, like, yeah, that's... So, like, the other day, actually, mm -hmm. uh, Drew was over, mm -hmm. and he was eating something. I, I don't remember what he was eating. And then he was about to, to throw the, the plastic container. He's going he's gonna, to... Oh, he's like, what is your recycling? Yeah. I was like, wait, that's, that's, that's dirty. You can't put that in there. He's uh -huh. like, what? I'm like, you have to wash that. Yeah. So I think that that's also a real, that's a real dis disincentive. If you have to clean all your, of all course your, you do, all your garbage before you recycle it. I've been saying this for years. <laughs> this is a joke. Recycling is a joke. So at my job, I work at a really big company and they have, they used to have a big recycling component. Now recycling is kind of, you know, not incentivized anymore. They have, so they have different size trash bins. We have a small one about the size of a, I don't know, like a pint of ice cream for your normal trash. And then we have the recycling bin and then a much bigger compostable bin. And they changed all of our eating utensils, cups and everything. Forks are all compostable. So essentially we're just filling these compostable bins to the brim, food and all. Like I could take a shit in a compostable bin yeah. and it just makes it better. <laughs> So, I feel like compostable is the way to go. Um, the issue with compostable is you get paper straws, which is where I draw the line ah, in terms of compostability. I'd rather just not have a straw. Right. Yeah, that's true. Look at this. Okay, hold on. What do we see here, Drew? Uh, it looks like a it looks like a trail of breadcrumbs, except the breadcrumbs are, are actually muffins? are dog turds. Yeah, that was uh, I'd say I'd say about 12, 13 feet. <laughs> of a dog leaving uh, uncooked cookie dough sized blobs of shit on the pavement which is nice so they're baking yeah they're gonna be pretty nice hey, those are compostable though they are they are compostable and, and, and you know I, I do think that that as a society I think we need I think we do need to get out of the mentality of recycling and we need to get into the mentality of finding a new plastic 
Finding a new plastic. This, what do you mean a new plastic? Like a I, compostable plastic? Yes. Yes. There, like there needs to be a like carbon-free because that's the problem is you can't burn plastic because then it just releases carbon in the air. Okay. And that's one of the that's one of the big issues. So I feel like we need a new a new kind of plastic, one that's just compostable, one that's you know yeah. just one. Cause we have that shit at home. It's the the uh, PLA plastic is made out of like corn-based oils. All the stuff that we 3D print for my wife's. Um, Side hustle, laurenbuilds.com, check it out. All of that stuff is biodegradable eventually. Oh, okay. So yeah, all like PLA plastic from what we did in our initial bit of research is actually biodegradable because it's made out of corn oil. So yeah, that, that stuff does exist, it's just expensive. So the uh, cheap, bad for the environment plastic, yeah. there's so much of it because it was probably like the cheapest to make, all the materials are there. It's just cheaper to make, and until people stop buying it, I don't. I don't think it's going anywhere. I, I remember seeing that in in this in these articles that I've read. Yeah. About the recycling, and it's how we need to have a, a new because you know you remember the old uh, recycle, reduce, reuse. Reduce, reuse, recycle. But go ahead. Yes. Oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Okay. I just okay. remember there's a song, and they put it in yes. that order that yeah. I said. Anyways, but. They're saying that we need to have a fourth R, okay, which is refuse. Refuse because we need to stop buying so much stuff. I feel like that was reduce. I feel like that 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 was the first R, reduce. So so first we want to take in less stuff if possible. If you can't, then you want to reuse what you have. And if God forbid you have to get rid of something, recycle it. So again, the fourth R may not be necessary, but go ahead. You know what's funny? I remember there was a I remember, uh, here, I just thought of a memory. I, I had I this, thought of a memory. I thought of a memory. I had grand ambitions once upon a time. Okay. Where, in my mind, I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I wanted to build yeah. a, not a treehouse, just like a... A fort? A fort, yeah. yeah. I wanted to build a fort yep. out of aluminum cans. Okay. Like an entire windows, walls, ceiling, floor out of mm-hmm. aluminum cans. Okay. And in my mind, I was going to be so successful at this yeah. that I was going to be featured on the news. <laughs> I, I envisioned in my head that I was going to be on the news showing off my sweet aluminum can fort. That is the most liberal thing you've ever said. Thinking about the accolades you get of doing something before actually doing anything. Well, I don't, I don't think it was. I don't think it was like, oh, look at me protecting the environment. No, 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 no. no. It was you wanting to be on the news. That was it. I know you don't give a shit. Exactly. It's the most liberal thing. You don't actually give a shit about the environment. You actually care about everyone thinking you do. Yeah. I had a similar one, which it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, for fame or anything. I was actually very broke in college. And here's the story of how I stole a bunch of Pop-Tarts. Okay. Have you heard this one, Drew? I don't know. Okay. So I was a freshman in college. Uh, I went, I went for summer school because I wanted to, I guess. I just wanted to leave home. And, uh, you know, a lot of people come to college and they have money. They come from money and they have meal plans. Yeah. And these meal plans for summer at FSU, they're only, you know, six weeks. Yeah. So, you know, these, these freshmen, their parents get them like the crazy meal plans, unlimited meals, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. $9,000 you could use at the little grocery store we have on campus. Well, it comes to the last week of summer and I'm out of money and everyone's got, everyone's like buying me meals at like the other places, which is fine. But I realized that everyone still has hundreds of dollars left. Yeah. So I made a Facebook group when I was on Facebook at the time called Pop-Tart Castle. 
where I was saying, hey everyone, buy all the Pop-Tarts on campus, give them to me, and I will make a recreation of the Magic Kingdom's castle with Pop-Tarts. So I said, hey everyone, just buy it. I'll take the Pop-Tarts home with me. I will make the castle and we'll, and, and we'll have it first thing, start of freshman year, class of 2011, it's gonna have a fucking Pop-Tart castle. And guess what I did, Drew? Ate them. I ate them for the first three months of <laughs> freshman year because I was fucking broke. <laughs> so to everyone, well, you, you, you know, or you were probably too drunk freshman year to figure it out, but I stole all those Pop-Tarts. I mean, every I flavor. Even the weird shitty ones that no one buys, like the non-frosted, for, oh, the, yeah. for the, <laughs> the diabetics that still want to kill themselves. <laughs> I had a bunch of those, so. Wow. That's my recycling story. <laughs> Scamming people out of Pop-Tarts. Out of Pop-Tarts, because Pop it was- That's awesome. It was a toughie. That's awesome. So the next one I want to bring about is something I saw about Obama. Yeah. He was speaking at some thing. Yeah. And he was saying that the new progressive sector of the Democratic Party, yeah. they cannot be so steadfast in their policy ideas that mm -hmm. they start uh, rejecting and pushing away the more moderate Democrats. Uh -huh. And I 100% agree with that. I think that they can't, they can't expect to get everything that they want. Yeah. Like, they have to compromise. Like, that's what a democracy is, is that yeah. you're going to have to compromise. There's always going to be conservatives, right? Mm -hmm. And we have to give them an inch, yeah. you know? We can't expect them to ever give us an inch if we don't ever give them an inch, right? Yeah. So now you're talking about people in the same party. Yeah. You know, like, if you're not all New Green New Deal, yeah. not all Medicare for All, yeah. which I support both of those, first of all. Yeah. But if there's someone who's still on the liberal side yeah. that doesn't support those, we cannot be alienating those people and pushing that hard against those people because those people are going to still get support from the moderate Democrats, and those are okay. going to exist. Okay. Moderate Democrats exist. Okay, now how do you think about... Okay, so let's look at how this turned out on the other end. So let's look at the other side of the aisle. So you have Donald Trump, which is spouting out crazy, crazy things about... He, he, he ran on the platform of building a wall... <laughs> making sure that we keep as many Muslims out as we possibly can yeah. and putting guns on teachers' hands, uh, like, like giving, giving teachers guns. What else was it? The wall was, was, was a big one. Okay. Actually, the wall is, uh, no, is no, the no, Repealing Obamacare. Repealing Obamacare. Perfect. So the wall is actually the best example of why I feel like this new liberal side should go triple down. <laughs> I think they should wear like Stalin hats, Go full socialist because, well, actually, don't, but don't say it. Like, let AOC grow out like a tiny mustache, but just be chill about it. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, because I don't think that this hyper, what is it, alt-right? I, yeah. don't, I, don't, I don't feel like they, the uh, politicians that are, you know, leaning towards these people, I don't, I don't feel like they actually believe that they're going to get everything they want, but they're going to say they want everything they want. That's true. And the infighting in the Republican Party is still there, but they're still winning. They're still winning, and the president is who he is, and stuff keeps on coming out. You know, he paid for a hooker to not talk. This is all, so we have 
super extreme right-wing politics being not even coming out of his mouth, but the people that are surrounding themselves with Donald Trump are, are saying these things. Donald Trump isn't reprimanding it or anything, which is, which is fine. I don't, I don't feel like he needs to. But at the same time, they're winning with what some would consider to be extreme values going in, in an extreme direction. So why can't the liberals take the same tact all like all the while understanding they're not going to get everything they're asking for? Yeah. But say that's what you want. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know why we have to just half-ass so, nerf everything as we say it. So, because where are the... Okay, where did, where did the moderate Republicans go? They went to fucking Donald Trump. Yeah. Where did all the moderates end up? They ended up where they mattered with him. So I don't, I don't feel like... Because I, I don't know. I, I feel like it got people that don't vote out to vote because they wanted him to win the, the fucking election. So I feel like if we want someone that has, you know leftist values to win they have to go all the way the fuck in and then you know the way our government works we're not going to get any of that shit right we're going to get some half-assed compromise because that's how this is built okay yeah I, I think that makes sense i see what you're saying so you're talking about the classic car negotiation uh I, the dealer wants ten thousand. you yeah. want to pay five and then you meet yeah. at seven seventy five hundred yeah. yeah yeah we're gonna we're gonna over promise under deliver yeah okay that makes sense. I think that's one. Yeah. So I, I, at my job, the we had this training that it was under promise, over deliver. So that works in terms of customer service, but I don't feel like that works with politics. Over Polit promise, under deliver. Over promise, under deliver, which is standard. So even you know Obama's way of doing it won, even though he didn't even promise anything. He promised hope, which is nothing. <laughs> he promised hope, which is garbage. Hope and change. Yeah, nothing. That means absolutely nothing. He promised no tangible things. Nothing actually changed at all. But just to say that they should compromise now, speak in compromise, that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. That's true. To me, it doesn't. I can, I can concede that point. And it, and, it, and it gets people fired up. 18-year-olds yeah. don't give a shit about voting. Yeah. They just don't give a shit. I'm, I'm definitely curious to see where politics ends up in, let's say... 12 years? 12 to 20 years' time. You know, when, when, when the, mo the majority, if not all of the people running, are all millennials. You know, when all the politicians become of age to be all millennials. Yeah, you, do you think it'll be more leftist? Um... I don't know. That's that's what I, I wonder. I really don't think it will be. I think it'll be a lot like it is today, but instead of bickering amongst our, amongst ourselves, we're probably going to be fighting a war against like well, China. That's what I think is probably going to. Well, happen. actually, you know what I think? I, I think, I think you're kind of right about that. I think what's going to happen? It's it's then going to become a matter of fiscal liberalism versus fiscal conservatism. I don't think the the, the morals, uh, the are, morals gonna be, are gonna be there. I think those are gonna be just kind of like, okay, hey, gays are fine. No one cares. Yeah, anymore. no one cares at all. No one cares anymore. They shouldn't have cared to begin with. And, I mean, you know, guns or who knows? That's that's who knows what that's gonna be. And, but I think I think it's gonna boil down to like economic stuff, like how much tax people have to pay, and things yeah. like that. I feel like the you know the stuff that matters. Sure, and that's what it should be. Yeah, I think I think there's. Too much social social politics right now. That, but yeah, that, well, that's just 
I guess well, people fired new... up for, for different reasons. Yeah, that's that, that's that new stuff that I guess I was reading something that Ronald Reagan is the one that brought religion into, in, into politics. Really? Yeah, leaning more towards the religious right. And then, Where are we? Don't worry, I, I got this. Um, <laughs> I so we we've gone through the woods. You're going to hear that bird tweedledeeing. We're not in the forest. We're actually still in the suburbs, and we've made a giant circle. Ah, uh, okay. So, who, so just starting out, who's your early... In the lead, gonna make it to the primaries, no matter what, locked in. Gonna uh, make it to the primaries? Yeah. N- n- we're not talking about winning the nomination, no, 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 right? No, 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 no. Uh, On the ballot. Beto O'Rourke, Bernie. I don't think Biden's gonna, I don't think he's gonna make it. Oh, that's that's an upset. That, that is definitely that an upset. That is an upset. I I don't personally think he should be in. I feel like a lot of, a lot of the accusations that are coming out about him now being so touchy-feely, I feel like that is going to pr- ultimately be what keeps him out of the race. You don't feel like copying other people's speeches is gonna be the thing? Cause that's definitely something that he was caught doing. Really? Oh yeah, in the 80s when he ran against, uh, he was on the same primary ticket I think as Bill Clinton. I, no, I think he ran against George Bush Sr. And he was caught plagiarizing oh. a speech. But go ahead, so he's basically Melania Trump, go ahead. So yeah, I don't think, I don't think it's gonna be him. I think it's gonna be Better O'Rourke, mm-hmm. Bernie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if maybe Kamala Harris. I haven't like heard anything about her, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, that sounds like a good instrument. Booty Judge. Do you know how to play the Kamala? No. The, the Kamala Harris. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Booty Judge, maybe. Booty Judge. He's, he's actually a pretty cool candidate from what I've learned about him. And I would love Buttigieg. to see Andrew Yang. That sounds like a dance. I would love to see Andrew Yang, but who knows about that? I know how to play the Kamala and do the Voodoo Judge. <laughs> so on that note, I'm Josh. I'm Drew. This has been the uh, the hike, hiking with Josh nothing to say, <laughs> nothing to say on a hike with Josh and Drew. There you go, nothing to say. See you guys.